purpose and meaning. This is that deeper layer in marriage where you get to explore the meaning of having been brought together as a couple and how you want to impact the world, how you want to create legacy, the value that you leave behind you as your life comes to a close. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have an inspiring episode for you this week. This is episode number 150, and today we're going to be talking about creating purpose in your marriage. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed remarriage after bereavement. So that's worth going back and checking out. That was more of a like, think on our feet yes, kind of thing. Interesting. Anyways... Make sure you hit the subscribe button too, so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice, and most of all, we offer hope. And let's get into the topic of purpose for Linda, where it comes from, what it looks like, and how we can create or strengthen this in our marriages. Alrighty. Shared purpose starts with finding meaning. Now, just follow my train of thought here. Okay. Meaning making is drawn from our individual identities. It's shaped by nature, shaped by nurture. Once we're married and begin to have repeated interactions with our spouse, the interaction formulates a more stable sense of self, of who I am, of who you are. So my relationship to you then as my spouse, that modifies my identity. Oh, okay. We get, begin to shape each other's personalities. Huh. Yeah. Through these interactions. And then we create this common world together based on our interactions and on the common front that we present to the world. So now it gets presented as a unit. Okay. Now... Meaning starts with your shared story, the story of how you came together as a couple. And I see this in our lives, right? Even apart from how you came together, but you have to explain your life sometimes to other people. So just over a year ago, we were preparing to leave on a year-long trip with our travel trailer. And having created this vision ourselves and then having to explain it to others confronted us with the need to make meaning or have some sense of shared purpose in the trip. Right. So having to explain yourself and rationalize what you're doing prompts this process, right? And I think that any major life transition for a couple is going to result in this process of making meaning out of who you are, what you're doing, and why you're doing it. Yeah. But I think this particularly comes at the start of a marriage because in its early stages, couples have to create this shared sense of identity and have to create a sense of meaning to their relationship. They're bringing their individuality together, but they're also creating a new jointly developed meaning. And this helps the couple make sense of their relationship, and it also makes the future seem more stable and certain. They understand why there's a we and us. Okay, okay. That makes the future more stable and certain because there's an explanation for our coupleship. Okay. Am I making sense? I think so. But like our, you know how we had to like communicate our purpose to people for the trip. Yes. So are you saying when two people come together in marriage, they have to communicate to each other? kind of different things in their lives so it makes them think it through? Well, often at the start of marriage, people are asking, like, how did you guys meet? If they're meeting new people oh, and kind of okay. that newlywed joy, right? Okay. So 
yeah, the couple's going to have some of those discussions back themselves, by themselves, but they're also explaining to other people. So this is more the joint front that they're showing to the world. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Which forms identity. That's what we're saying. Forms meaning back in here, right? Couple identity. So a study my researcher provided looked at the stories that newlywed couples told about how they met and about their experiences dating. Mm-hmm. And what's fascinating is that the content of these stories and the shared meaning they represented was a strong predictor of marital well-being. Hmm. So here's some very specific points of interest from the research. Okay. Storytelling process. Telling the stories in a collaborative way with high agreement over the details predicts marital mm-hmm. well-being as it suggests a strongly held sense of shared meaning to the relationship. Whereas uh-huh. disagreement over the details or conflict during storytelling suggests couples have not formed a strong sense of meaning. This is where we start to see purpose being defined. The couple has a shared synchronous sense of having been brought together, right? Okay. Now, not only the process of telling the story, but the style in which the story was told. When the story was told as a narrative, rather than just a list of events, and telling it with a sense of drama, this was linked to marital well-being as they show that the couple are very invested in their shared history. The animated interest reflects some of the value that they place on the process of uniting their lives together. I'm just trying so hard not to snort over here. Why? Because <laughs> you're dr- dramatic in your storytelling stuff. Yeah. And I always thought that was bad. Oh, no, it's good. Yeah. So what if one spouse isn't dramatic? That's fine. Perfectly good spouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm dramatic on the inside. Let's keep moving. Story content is also important. What? I'm just gagging over here. Story content. Thank you for gagging at my inner being. (laughs) Attributing tensions and difficulties to factors outside the couple. Yeah. Rather than to yourself or to your partner indicates that the couple have a strong sense of cohesion and protected high well-being. Okay. So the difficulties were due to external factors, not because of something in you or me, right? Like the storm when you were trying to catch a fairy to come and propose. Ah, yes. Very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Framing the story as a conflict or focusing on barriers that were overcome, like overcoming past relationships or dealing with disapproval from parents, that was linked to lower satisfaction. Huh. So when it's really about, you know, we beat all the bad guys to get to where you and I are today, if that's the primary oh, intent of the story, okay. then you're, you're grounding it on negative events. Right. Interesting, right? So yeah. how do you tell these stories, right? So what I take from this is that couples who have some deep sense of destiny or providence or God's will in bringing them together, they have a more meaningful story about behind why they exist as a couple. Okay. And this core identity piece then becomes a platform for how they as a couple now begin to explore how they're going to impact the world together. Oh, interesting. So the, the shared story and how it's told is a key piece. Very mm-hmm. fascinating, right? Well, I'll just keep telling the story and that way we'll have a higher meritable... Uh... Marital satisfaction. Yes. Good job. I'll, I'll nod in a more dramatic fashion as <laughs> you tell the story. Now, there's other factors that affect shared identity too. Okay. So that's a key piece, but there's these four other things too that I want to talk about. One is family. The extent to which your pre-marriage family are still involved in your married life is linked to marital satisfaction. And I don't mean like enmeshed involved. I mean like healthily involved. Okay. Okay. So this means that even as you develop shared meaning in your marriage, it's important to remain in touch with your individual identity and your history. What becomes especially critical is having a shared understanding of this as in both spouses understand the importance of these other familial relationships. Like we both understand why your sister is a part of your life. Right. Kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And you understand why my brother is a part of mine and your other siblings and yada, yada, right? Yeah. So 
And now again, like I'm not advocating for enmeshment. Like our mother is still a part of our life 100% and she's running it kind of thing. Oh, okay. But rather the healthy, balanced, marriage-centered approach to keeping those family of origin connections. But it's not cutting them off. It's still keeping those relationships. This affects your identity. Wow. Flexibility is another issue. Everybody has their own identity and sense of purpose and meaning as well as expectations about what they want the meaning of their marriage to be. Levels of flexibility, therefore, are a strong factor in a couple's ability to create a shared sense of identity because we have to move with each other on this rather than one of us being or both of us being inflexible. Okay. Did you come into marriage with an expectation of what the meaning of our marriage would be? Like, I never even thought of that. Well, I think you do at some fundamental level, like that we're going to be, you know, even like, uh, I think something that we had. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We wanted to be a positive influence in the church that we were in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying this has to be like a, you know, a Magna Carta, like some profound statement that you have to write, but I'm just saying that that's part, that's, that's in there, right? Okay. Okay. I get it now. Yep. Uh, Romantic versus companionate love. This is interesting. Couples who shared meaning, and, and this was measured using the stories they told about each other, but where that shared meaning was based mostly on positive relationship qualities, such as intimacy, satisfaction, and commitment, they were more likely to have satisfying and stable marriages. No surprise. Yeah. This was not true for couples whose identity was based mostly on passion and romance. Huh. Okay. So even though we promote that, like in past episodes, we've talked about reigniting the romance, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. It could be that romance typically doesn't, as we said in those episodes, it doesn't last the whole length of the relationship, whereas commitment and intimacy do. So it's more important to have this mm. abiding piece in here and then bring the spice back yeah, in. Yeah, because you want that too. You do. Now, there's also the fourth one is positive and negative meanings. Newlywed couples are influenced by each other's negative views of marriage. This is really interesting. So the couple comes to marriage with things that they believe that would make a marriage bad and they don't want to do those things. Okay. Because they're not as influenced by each other's positive views of what a marriage should be like. It's like they come into a marriage with a clear idea of what a shared marriage identity should not be like, mm-hmm. but working out what it should be like, that takes longer. Okay. So the, at the yeah. start, there's more of the strong, well, we don't want to be like that. Right. And then as they're moving through life together, they're figuring out what they do want do, it to be like. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's interesting that it comes in like in that order. Yeah. Yeah. So this is identity, right? And it, this is the basis on which now you create meaning okay. and purpose, right? So that's okay. where just to keep this in context. Now, once again, we have a bonus exercise for our much appreciated supporters. It's a downloadable PDF file. If you want to get serious about finding purpose in your marriage, this is what you need. Having purpose, a raison d'etre, as we call it in Canada sometimes. That sounded pretty impressive. Just makes life a fuller experience. And when you do this exercise, the first part's a fun review of how you came together, but then it goes deep with working through joint life goals, getting those aligned and more. Downloading this will definitely help you take this part of your marriage much deeper and you can get this by becoming a patron of the marriage podcast for smart people we'll just take a quick 60 second break to tell you more about that what happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality too often high expectations lead to disappointment communication breaks down and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming leaving you feeling lost and without hope unfortunately marriage does not come with an instruction manual Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. 
Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about factors that influence shared identity and meaning and purpose. And now we want to talk more about creating this purpose in our marriages. Impacting the world together for Linda. Oh, that sounds that sounds good. Sounds powerful. Yeah. So one of the more prominent ways that we see couples living out shared purpose is through joint ventures, doing some major project together. Okay. This podcast is an example of a joint venture. Okay. I'm not saying everybody should do a marriage podcast. In fact, I'd rather you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but just doing something, doing together. a joint venture, yeah, mm-hmm. together. Now, when it's business-based, this joint venture, mm-hmm. the research reports that the love bond between couples grows stronger over time as they are involved in joint business ventures. Part of the basis is that, of this is that they're creating shared experiences in more parts of their day, which increases intimacy. Okay. And there may be complex combinations of work and family roles and dynamics in all of this, but these couple typically, couples typically f- show the following qualities. They have strong family values. They have high levels of mutual trust and confidence in each other's abilities. Huh. They have strong commitment to equality in the marriage. Okay. Now, of course, the joint part of the venture doesn't need to look like each spouse taking on half of the responsibilities right. in the business or in the venture. Sometimes one spouse is running the business and the other is contributing in other ways, such as household management, networking, or making connections for the business, or providing spousal leadership for the business, like acting in, a, in an advisory role. Okay. Now, this isn't the only way to create purpose in your marriage, but it is one way that you can. And I typically see this type of joint venture as either having meaning intrinsically, like it's something that is helping the couple create the lifestyle they want for themselves and their family. They're doing it for within yeah. their own coupleship. Or it can be having meaning extrinsically. It's a venture that has a social impact on the world around them. It's their way of reaching out. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying one's better than the other. Right. I'm just saying it usually has this meaning one way or the it other, has right? has meaning to it. Yes. Yeah. This podcast, this joint venture is more that external one. Right. But as we're thinking about this and we're talking about joint venture and business comes into the slot like a lot, can we also think about joint ventures that don't have a commercial side even? Okay. Even impacting yourselves financially to create a lifestyle that you want, right? So what, it, it might impact you negatively, you mean? No. Well, I'm just saying do it doesn't need to have a monetary. It doesn't have to have a monetary purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah. For example, it could look like involvement in your local church and serving the church itself or the community through the church. It could be direct involvement in community activities of other sorts. Hmm. It can also be just being involved in local community boards, like a school committee or involved in 4-H where you're having a positive influence on kids' lives. Like there's mm-hmm. so many possibilities here, right? But doing it together is kind of the key. Uh, with shared purpose, one person might oh. do it and the other will play a supporting role or you may do it okay. together. It doesn't mean that you both have to be shoulder to shoulder in the activity. But it's the joint purpose that yes. creates the meaning. You could be shoulder to shoulder, but it's the joint purpose. Okay. Sometimes it's going to look like you sharing equal in the activity. Other times it's going to look like one spouse taking care of things 
at home or kids so that he can free his wife up to go do something purposeful. So he's joining with her in that way. Right. Or vice versa. Yep. Even though they're going to be separated that evening, it's still an activity with shared purpose and meaning because they're both investing in it. It's costing them both something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, another place for shared meaning is parenting. So for those that are able to have children, raising a family is one of the most significant ways a couple can find meaning together and have a lasting impact in the world. Mm -hmm. Parenting from the research, it has both positive and negative effects on life satisfaction. Okay, okay, so we're not we're not making this all rose colored here. Yeah. It can actually decrease your day-to-day satisfaction, especially when children are young, due to restrictions on your freedom, increased pressure, and just the demands of chasing toddler around. Okay, today it decreased my day-to-day satisfaction. Okay. However, did you want more empathy right there? Yeah, I was dismissed, but that's okay. Oh, you can come back. <laughs> it must have been very difficult for you today. Oh, Caleb. Yeah. Should I proceed? <laughs> Yes, you should. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, it's true. It's not always. This is true. Like, we're not being unrealistic here or delusional. This, you know, no, it's sometimes it's just hard. But I think being, like, the doing it together, the joint. Yeah. I can't remember the good words you used, but, like, that makes a big difference. Yeah. And overall, too, like, from the research here, levels of life meaning are much higher for those with children than those without. Really? Huh. And couples with grown-up children living away from home have both high day-to-day satisfaction and high life meaning. Interesting. Yeah. Ah. It's too bad it says grown-up children. I was thinking of boarding school for a moment there. <laughs> okay. Man, if the kids actually yes. listen to this, they're going to be like destroyed. They don't love us. Okay, let's talk about marriage quality. Okay. Marriage itself also helps people feel more like their life has meaning, generally. Just being married. Okay. Yeah. As well as offering ways of finding shared meaning. So levels of intimacy are often found to be the highest predictor of satisfaction and of life meaning. So when a couple's really close, they ascribe more meaning to life. Really? Because marriages are a source of intimacy and passion and contentment. And these forms of positive affect, these good mojo things, yeah. they all cause people to rate the meaning of their lives more highly on a day-to-day basis. Huh. Okay. So a happy marriage helps you feel like your life has purpose and meaning. And it can also help you feel like your actions have meaning even when things are difficult, like today, (laughs) or like when caring for young children, right? Okay. And this really goes a long way towards reinforcing the importance of investing in one's marriage. When you create a safe, secure, loving relationship, this becomes a safe harbor from which you can explore different ways of making meaning and purpose creating purpose in the world around you, having an impact. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say, though, is that it's the happy marriage that makes the bigger difference than just the joint purpose, shared vision. Yeah, I don't know if I said that there's a direct connection in term, or comparison in terms of like having some research on that, but I'm saying that this is kind of, again, well, it's you, the foundation for you it. You said levels of intimacy, didn't you? Uh, there... Yeah, when, when the marriage is better, people rate the meaning of their lives more highly. Right. So you need to improve your marriage, not yes. just, you know, find yeah. purpose find, for it. Yeah. Go take on some other activities, which yeah. is interesting yeah. because sometimes when marriage isn't going well, two things happen. Either number one, there's so much energy that that's sucking out of you that you can't make meaning in your life. Okay. Or you may choose to escape the reality at home by pursuing an outside venture to try to create some meaning there to compensate for what you're not having at home of what's not going well in your marriage. Right. Okay. Now okay. my challenge is if you're in this latter group... Think of how much more impactful you could be in your ventures 
and your impact on the world around you if your marriage was a safe, secure place where there was a, where it was a source of intimacy and passion and contentment. Oh, yes. Yes. Huh. Take care of your marriage. Yes. Rule number one. Agreed. That's all I have, baby. All righty. So we want to thank those of you who became patrons this week or thereabouts. And today it's Tony. Thank you, Tony. We really appreciate you. And we appreciate all of our supporters that have come along and helped us to continue to make this podcast a reality and to reach and influence more marriages. And those numbers do continue to grow every month, which is awesome. So thank you all for helping us with that. Thank you. And Kayla, we don't have an iTunes review this week, but it's a review on our patron. Okay. So I want to read that instead. It says, my husband and I really enjoy all your podcasts, but this one in particular, which was the learn to date your spouse again one, really hit home for us at this phase in our marriage. We had such a passion for each other for the first two to three years of our relationship. And though we both feel very attracted to one another, the passion and intimacy has waned recently. Now we both know that this is normal based on this podcast. And we have some guidance in finding ways to rekindle the romance. Mm -hmm. We love the way you two interact with each other on your podcast. We can hear the love and it gives us hope that that type of deep love and commitment is absolutely possible. Thanks for all you do. So yes, it is possible. It is possible. So thanks for that review too. Yeah. It's awesome. Caleb, next week. We're talking about dealing with age differences in marriage. Mm, so like if you married an old guy? Quite a bit older, Verlinda. <laughs> Not just you? No. Oh. Like more than two and a bit years. Oh. Yeah. Well. Nevertheless, you might find some to resonate with. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. That's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 150. Find out how you can help us save marriages. Go to oyf.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.